We are back, Emerge Podcast, episode 19. Um, today we're joined by the very talented Angelica Morris, or Morish, as you just filled in it, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Angelica, she's an artist, singer-songwriter, model, actor, dancer, does MMA, bit of yoga, so you've pretty much done everything <laughs> you, could possibly, you could possibly do. So thanks for coming on, really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so, What's been like? What's been lockdown uh, been like for you? How have you been finding um, it? It's been nice. Like me as a person, I try to look at the positive side of things. Right. So it gave me time for like the first time in a very, very long time to actually relax and not do anything. Because yeah. I don't like thinking of back how I done like all these things like dancing, MMA, yoga, all in one week and work on top of that. I sorry, I'll just mute that. I don't know how I actually <laughs> done that. <laughs> Um, but no, it's been really nice actually relaxing and not doing nothing. Um, I broke my rib at the very start, so it kind of forced me to not even do any <laughs> exercise. I'm assuming that um, was through MMA. <laughs> it was actually through MMA. So um, me and my dad, because my dad is also a martial artist, we went and sparred and I done like a tornado kick, you know, one of those ones where you turn and you yeah. jump and you kick the person. At the same time as he done, I don't know the proper name for it, but he basically crouched down on one leg, got the other one straight and like done a twist. So right before I landed, he swept my leg from underneath me and I kind of just folded in half and something snapped. And then it kept him cracking every time I breathed. So <laughs> that was fun. So your dad broke your rib? I know. <laughs> See, like I always well, say that I broke my rib through MMA first and then say it was my dad. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but oh it was it was nice because if if I didn't do that, um, I probably would have just kept on exercising like three hours a day. Uh, <laughs> so it was nice to relax. Uh, That's the one thing know. I've noticed. Probably you're the same, Kenny. It's actually been like a lot of people haven't enjoyed it because you're quite bored and you can get you know a bit annoyed at some some points through. But it has been quite good just to not have to worry about it. exactly and um it kind of made you realize what's really important and like like who especially like your real friends are because Mm. you you really get a lot of time and so does everybody so it's nice to uh, spend a lot more time with your family like my dog is the happiest he has ever been (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know i know but that's good that you obviously uh, you're back fit healthy and you're okay it wasn't like a a leg yeah. break, imagine you, oh my god. Yeah, never, I thought, I thought just I was going to be spar with your that. dad from now on. Do you ever <laughs> spar with your dad? Wear some sort of a padding or something. <laughs> yeah, um, to be honest, I thought it was going to be the complete opposite and I thought I wouldn't enjoy it a lot, but um, I got to keep my music going, which is also good. Um, actually, I think I'm going to continue working on it like through online and not waste time and money traveling to the studio, to music producers. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I've got three songs coming out next month, which is crazy. And I just done like an EP all through lockdown. So that's like oh, really? 10 songs all together. Uh, <laughs> the songs were just out, was it last week or the week before? Say it again. When was it you, you released your EP? Was it stuff? Oh, that was um, end of June. End of June. Yeah. All the weeks are merging into each other just now, so we don't really know when it was. Do we? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. what we're going to um, do, Angelica, I was going to just kind of head back, um, just figure out a wee bit about your upbringing and how you get into all the, the avenues that you've, uh, you're have you into just now. So where are Brutes, was it you grew up? So w- 
from the second I was born to like five and a half years old, um, I was living in Poland in Jastrzębie-Zdrój. Right. So it's like really close to Rybnik and uh, really close to Krakow. Right. Then we Rukrakow. moved here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we moved here and um, that was because we didn't have a lot of money in Poland. And my dad moved here first. So he moved a year earlier than me and my mum. And then we joined them and then I stayed in the West End in Knightswood. Got it. Where nice. I went to primary, I went to Knightswood Primary and I loved it there. <laughs> I thought that was the best time of my life until I went to uni and then after uni as well. Um, but then my mum decided to, 2012, so from 2006 to 2012, my mum decided to move to the East End um, of Glasgow because she thought I was safer. <laughs> oh. She was and wrong. Turns out it wasn't the case. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like in the worst timing ever. Like I hated her for ages. Like I love her now, obviously. But you know, as a teenager and everything like that, I hated her at the time because we were just going from primary to secondary school. Yeah. And um she like I felt like she tore me away from my friends and yeah. <laughs> everybody was going to the same high school and not me. And yeah, so that's it. That's where you are. Do you have any memories about being in Poland? I know obviously you're quite young. Say that again? Do you have any memories of being in Poland? Like, do you remember back um, to when you were like five years old? Not much. I can still no. remember like when I um, go back and I look at the streets and stuff. Um, I have a couple of photos, not many either, just because I lost them all through the hard drive on the computer. Right. But it's things like that. <laughs> Somebody's breaking in. <laughs> Somebody's broken in. Right, so oh, she's not really many still really good. Hi. Say that again. Still, Sorry about that. Speak, no, it's fine. Don't be that. Do you, po- do you still speak Polish quite a lot then? Yeah. Huh? Do you still speak Polish quite a lot? Uh, no. I'm going, well, it's very odd. I almost went back to Poland three times this year. That's because um, I'm going there for a beach holiday in three days. No, in four days. And uh, this is the first time I'm going to be visiting my auntie and in her beach house that she built by herself. It was my uncle, obviously. Um, Apart from that, I'm supposed to be going for a wedding, but the wedding got cancelled in September. Usually I'd like visit once every two years or something like that. So uh, everybody is probably is it quite a stereotype that Poland's cold, so yeah, it's warm yeah, as well in the I summer. Don't get why? Like during the summer, it's like so much better than here. We've got like proper seasons. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, you get you get seasons here in one day, don't you? You get all four of them. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, like we get autumn, so um, and then we get winter, which is snowy, like very very snowy, but then we get a really hot summer. There's like. 30 degrees, 27 degrees worth of summer in that last, like, weeks, you know? Wow, you just wouldn't think that, eh? No, I've, I've always had this uh, opinion, no opinion, but I've always thought that Poland well, was quite a cold that. country. Uh, I don't get why everybody thinks that. Poland. I guess it's because they think, like, Russia, and then they think it's, like, those big, massive, <laughs> uh-huh. like, fluffy hats. That's <laughs> exactly it. You're right. Uh, 100%. Um, do you, did you see when you were, um, when you came over here, you were through school and stuff like that, did you ever like go to any performance schools or 
like drama or anything like that to learn like, your So trades? since I was young, my parents put me into different stuff like cheerleading or brownies. I don't know whether you guys right. are. Oh, the brownies. <laughs> yeah. um, I done basketball in primary, uh, oh. table tennis, normal tennis, badminton, and I was always, always very sporty and I loved all sports. Then in secondary, I had the worst time ever. Like secondary was the worst time of my life. <laughs> and then there I kind of, was forced to look at other areas. So I was doing uh, swimming since I was eight or nine and I joined a proper uh, like swim team um, mm -hmm. where I'd done competitions. So I focused on that. And in the same time, like as I was getting better at that, I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, and acting was always, acting and singing and dancing <laughs> was always something <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do. Um, and then I heard someone in my school, in my school talking about a musical theater one and they had like a junior section. Um, so I went and auditioned for that when I was like 13. Then I got into that, stayed there for three years then because I obviously hated, um, hated school. Mm -hmm. I wanted to leave school as soon as I could. So I was going to audition to MGA. Um, which was a, like a complete acting course. Uh, but then since I was already doing musical theater at the time, I spoke to the year of Ganta and she was like, why would you only want to limit your options to just acting when you can do acting, singing and dancing, which means you'll get more jobs and you can yeah. still go for your acting jobs. And then I was like, yeah, <laughs> why would I? Don't close a door. Keep Say that going. again. You don't want to close the door. You want to keep all your options open. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yourself. And yeah, so I went on audition for it when I was like 15. And I got in two months later. And they were a college at the time. So they didn't a H&C, H&D. But then two months later, after I got accepted in June, they were announcing that they were becoming a uni. But they had already accepted me by this point. So then from going to a college, you know, at the age of like, 15, 16, I was going to uni <laughs> at the age of like 16 and getting a bachelor's instead of a H&D, H&C. And I never had a legal freshers. <laughs> That's a shame. That's like why people go to uni, I think. Exactly. exactly. People go to uni, you get absolutely wrecked. It was oh, literally, man. because my birthday is the 9th of September, we always start in the first week of September. So I, so the last freshers I missed by a week. <laughs> a week. Did you know sneak in? Yes. Um, How does it work? I'll go back. I'll go back to the next <laughs> go year. Back, yeah. I did for the first two years, but then I was like, meh. <laughs> done. Uh, at least you've done it. At least you've experienced it. Uh, huh? I didn't go to uni. I never went to uni. You never went to uni, Gab, didn't you know? No. Nah. I think at uni, uni would be classy, just, just to even go and do freshers. Just to do freshers at uni. That's the only reason I would go. I don't think uni was... I'm not, I'm not cut up for it. I'm no, I, th I think it's more... See, for uni, like, the difference... So Kenny and I both went to college, and college is very... Relaxed. Aye, very relaxed. And with uni, you need to... You get left to your own devices. Do you know what I mean? You, have, you basically just yeah, get told it was, stuff. it was also a bit different. It was also a bit different um, for in the uni that I went to because um, it was a private uni, so I needed like a, a student loan and SAS and everything like that yeah. to not not for accommodation or food, but to actually pay uh -huh. 
the right. the tuition and like the whole three years um was only like 60 people in total so it was more like a family rather than a big massive uni like I remember having friends that were from actual unis or from actual colleges and I was like how do you guys do that because it's just so massive and there's so yeah. many different disciplines not just like musical theater you know <laughs> yeah ah, that's quite cool I didn't know it was that small that's such yeah so, so what's if you no it's just it out of everything that you, you've done you can do and you still are doing what was like your very first passion your very first thing you went if i could pick anything out of my uh, singing songwriting model acting dancing well artist. i'm funny in the way that i love what challenges me most so um in uni they used to always consider me as a dancer because physically i was fit because i've been doing sports from such a young age and so on in different disciplines so it was easy to put that into different styles of dancing um, so they were always thinking, oh, you're going to become a dancer, you're going to become a dancer. In my head, I was always like, no, I like doing it, but more like a hobby. Um, I always wanted to sing, but I couldn't sing at the very start. So like generally after the first two years, that's when my voice came through. And I was so glad it did because I thought it wouldn't come through. And you can actually train your voice, which uh, I didn't believe in at the time, but I kept on trying because I was like, time is going <laughs> to pass by anyway. I might as well try. <laughs> um, but acting for sure, I've struggled with acting um in a good way so like I struggled with it because um at the very start I found it hard to actually pretend to be or act um a certain role that for example I wouldn't see myself as being so in my head the only roles I could act are the roles that I would want to be in my life if that makes sense yeah 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 so like i wouldn't ever want to play like a sad role or anything like that which is completely like the opposite of <laughs> acting and then when yeah. i try to play that it just wasn't working so um it was kind of challenging me in that way and also for some reason because i uh, like accent i just don't hear any accents like i once i was on a night out and i asked like a girl where she's from and she had a strong australian accent and i was like where are you from <laughs> <laughs> so it's that kind of thing so that probably just because it's the biggest challenge and um, it used to be level with singing just because i couldn't sing but now that i can and i, I do really enjoy it like acting if i had to choose a career between acting and making music though i'd definitely definitely pick music <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i i yeah my passion is that very much acting at the moment right. what sort of what sort of experiences have you had with acting then what sort of um, like auditions and stuff like that have you had or the thing is i haven't had a lot of auditions because most, most auditions are in london right um i've done little roles here and there like extra work but extra work yeah. i don't really count uh, i've so? done like a amazon prime uh standing role so i i literally had a couple of lines in it um that was david and olivia right. apart from that um little things here and there like short yeah. movies and stuff but nothing that actually like springs into my mind right now <laughs> yeah. well you're going to need to you need to go through these things though don't you it's a process to try and yeah get yourself noticed and yeah like there since there's not a lot of work up in glasgow and um I'm very hesitant about going to auditions because uh, it's it's a lot of money at the end of the day traveling up and down to London. Yeah. That's why I'm looking to like move down to London eventually, like next year or something. Oh, 
uh, once I actually have a good portfolio. That's why I also started partially. That's like a very, very small percentage of why I um, started doing music videos. It's obviously more for the music, but then it also means I have something to do with acting in it. Yeah. Um, but once I have like a good portfolio and I can actually send it through to agents and everything like that, that's when I will move, which I'm hoping will be next year. And that's, so that's more for the acting sort of side? Uh, acting and modelling. Acting and modelling, right, okay. I suppose because we, we are singing um, and you're songwriting and stuff like that, you can pretty much be anywhere, can't you? Yeah. Do, that, do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, and my music producer, well, the one that I found just now that I'm really, really happy with, um, he's down in London, so that's like right. perfect. You know, like I've Same been working with him that, online, uh, but um, <coughs> it's perfect that he's down in London. Awesome. So what, what sort of kicked off the MMA thing? So I know you said that you, when growing up, you'd trained and you'd done a few uh, a few disciplines and stuff like that. So has MMA always been part of your life? If you like your dad done it and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, my dad, I can't remember this. He says he'd done this. <laughs> so, you know, you it's whether you believe him or not, whether you yeah. trust him. <laughs> but when we were still living in Poland, so when I was like five or under, he used to exercise a lot in the house. So he used to be able to do the splits. I think he's almost there again. But uh, he said that he, like, I'd seen him in the splits and I'd be like, oh, I want to try this. So I would stretch with him. Or like when he's doing pull-ups, he used to pick me up and make me do pull-ups. <laughs> I can't remember it, but maybe I haven't, maybe I didn't. Then when we came over here, um, he got me into Muay Thai at the age of 10. Right. And I was fat at that time. <laughs> so... Say that again. Just, you, you said you were fat at that time. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I was quite chunky at that time because when I was younger and my parents didn't let me have more sweets than I wanted, I was like, am I not worth the sweets? No. <laughs> so then they feel bad and then they buy me more sweets. So I did get fat and chunky at one time. <laughs> but oh, um, then he got me into Muay Thai. Then I got was good schlatter on my knees. And I had to stop like half of the activities I was doing. So at the time I was doing basketball, cheerleading, brownies, swimming, you know, Muay Thai and so on. And this was like at the age of 10. And so I cut it down to two. And I think I kept doing brownies and swimming. And then I cut it down even more because I started doing competitions around that time to swimming. Um, so maybe I'd done Muay Thai for like about a year, half a year, something like that. Um, then I was really into acting. I was always interested in watching movies and finding out about how movies are made, what kind of styles are used in action movies, which I'm a really big fan of, of course, because of the sports, you know, backgrounds. Uh, they said they did a lot of Krav Maga. Right. So at the age of 14 or 15, when I was 14 and 15, I started searching up where I could do Krav Maga in Glasgow and I found the grip house and I could not remember that it was obviously at the grip house that I used to train. So I grabbed my dad because he stopped training martial arts at that time too. I grabbed him and I was like, we're starting this. So it was kind of like a role reversal. Oh. So I got him back into it the <laughs> next time. And we done that together for like two years or a year because I had braces at the time. And I knew I wanted to do MMA because when the second I hit that gym, I was like, oh, <gasps> 
oh my god mm. this is where I used to come like you know a couple of years ago so it felt like I was at home again yeah and um and like during this time when I was 15 I went through like a really really tough couple of years so I kind of lost myself so being back in there kind of made me find myself again in that way um which was nice it was like a nice feeling and then I was waiting to get my braces off. The second I got my braces off, I went to an MMA class. My second MMA class, I went straight into sparring. <laughs> wow. So that's how, how I did that started. End? Did you need braces after the first one? <laughs> Say that again. I, know, I, <laughs> I hope like you weren't sparring not. with your dad anyway. Say that again. I hope you weren't sparring with your dad at that point. Um, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't into like when I told him that I'm starting MMA and I started jujitsu about two weeks later and same happened with jujitsu. Like after my very first jujitsu class, I went straight into rolling because <laughs> I just loved it. I missed yeah. all of this. Like I'd done it as a child and I always carried on with my cousins because, um, I don't have any sisters or brothers. So those were like my boy cousins were the only cousins, like yeah. brothers that I could fight with. Yeah. Um, so when I told him that I'm starting that, he was like, I don't want to be in anybody's armpits. I was like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your favorite um, sort of discipline out of mixed martial arts? If you, if you could pick one, would it be jiu-jitsu? Oh, or no. MMA. No? <laughs> <laughs> MMA. Like if I had to pick one, it'd be that. I just like, I love jiu-jitsu, but when I'm like on top of someone, I'm, I really want to hit them in the face. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, that's very, that's very honest of you. Very I know. Yeah. Or when I'm like doing my diet, kind of, I kind of like naturally, I sometimes go for a takedown and then I'm like, oh, I can't actually do a takedown. I'm not even a big mm. fan of takedowns because they take so much energy from you. But yeah. like, it's just such a natural instinct and I miss like being on the floor at that point, you know? Yeah. How would you describe... Krav Maga to somebody who doesn't know so it's not competitive at all it's more it's more serious in a way because you're you're doing um defense and attack so if someone attacks you on the street you'd know how to defend yourself and if need be you'd, you'd know how to attack them um and I think that's partially why the reason I didn't stick to it and it didn't really stick to me either because I love the competitive side of it um and there aren't any well maybe now there are but back then there weren't any competitions or something that you could do uh, i haven't looked into whether there are now obviously but um yeah i, yeah, I, I just think... missed the competitive side of it and i knew it wasn't something that i wanted to do but it's it came from israel and it came from um the army uh, and it's really good as i say for for basics of yeah. um being able to defend and attack the opponent um so it just depends what you like, but it is a really mm. good thing to get into and start. Yeah. I know that it's it's geared towards teaching people self-defense, isn't it? That's kind of the nuts and bolts. Because when I worked in the village, Gav, they used to have Krav Maga right. in the studio. That's why yeah, I asked there. Once a week. Did, can... did you know that's where it came from? Did you just know these guys kept coming to the village and you're like, what is this? I Eventually I'd asked. So we, we basically rent a studio out, um, Angelica and her work and my, and my work. Uh -huh. um, to these guys and they, I know, and they come in and do a Krav Maga class and I think it's a Wednesday night or whatever but for the however many years it's been going on when I said to you explain Krav Maga for somebody who doesn't know I was meaning me because I still don't yeah. know <laughs> so uh, aye, thanks for clearing that up though but I, I, did okay. think, um, I did think it was some sort of defense class that didn't really strike me as a competitive sport yeah yeah, I mean, the only reason I got into it was because it was used in movies. And I was like, 
and I I also looked at like stunt women course courses because if I I was like wow. if I can't <laughs> if I can't be on the screen I will be on the screen a different way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll find a way. <laughs> I'll find a way. <laughs> wow. So, so did you, you ever do any fights? Have you done any like, MMA? Like, Every single time I tried, somehow it didn't end up happening. The only two fights that I've done, which weren't classified as proper fights was I went to warrior fight so I had to stand in for someone because they couldn't find a opponent for the person that was training and went to warrior and uh, like I got told like halfway through to like calm it down a bit because I was like yeah being so good <laughs> stop, stop enjoying this <laughs> I just get really into it and I was like putting her like um I do the um it was a trip that I'd done. There was two trips that I'd done that I can't remember which which ones they were now. I kept on doing that. And then I had to like, during the second round, I had to calm it down. And then on the third round, I had to calm it down even more. That's what they kept on telling me. I was like, no. <laughs> I know. But, yeah. And then the other one that I'd done was, um, again, standing in, standing in for a white collar, uh, white collar fight, but uh, boxing. Right. Was that in boxing? How did you get on with that? I know, obviously, it's well, not... Well, that one I won. That one I won, but I don't really count that. I don't think you can actually count that. <laughs> I know, because it's... They, they obviously tell you to, like, prior to you getting into the ring and stuff, like, you're not here to knock people out. It's just for a show and for charity, really, isn't it? It's... Yeah, exactly. It was It was just a bit of fun. Uh, I try to get on shows. Uh, like, I couldn't, because i I done musical theatre. I had my uni, and musical theatre in my uni was the priority there. And um, there was multiple times where I, because I'd done sparring, obviously, I love sparring, that I came in with black eyes. I was just a bit And everybody <laughs> was like, oh my God, what happened? I was just like, nothing. <laughs> so I had to cover yeah. up behind, like, uh, from all the teachers. Uh, but I couldn't, like, they prohibited it. They actually prohibited it from, from me doing so. And... I so wish I could have done that, but I was so focused on trying to, because they also didn't allow you to, to actually do any kind of acting that wasn't involved with them. So like if right. I ha- if I got a role, which I also done, like I done it behind their back, I got a role in that Amazon Prime series. That was prohibited. It's like, you could not do that. I was still like, it's a yeah. role in the Amazon Prime series, so I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. And all of my year were like, you can't do it. You'll get thrown out. And I was like, so what? <laughs> like, if I get thrown out, then there's Rebel. Other, um, but for fighting, I kind of understood because, like, imagine I broke my, my arm or my yeah. leg. I only had three years uh, of training, so I couldn't just be out for six months. Yeah. Um, and then when I actually stopped doing it, um, I there wasn't any... Um, I, I got really busy with auditions because I left my uni two months earlier because I had a lot of photo shoots and auditions at the very, very start. So this was like around April time, again, two months before. And then I just got really busy with work because since I was traveling up and down all the time, I needed to get like a part-time, full-time job here to cover all the ex- expenses. So I couldn't really focus on training then. Uh, then I wanted to fight in, uh, in November. The show got cancelled. I couldn't fight because uh, just the show got cancelled. Then I wanted to fight in... I actually was uh, matched for a fight in February, but and I've had like no experience, like, well, no experience. I've had no fights whatsoever, neither in Muay Thai or MMA. And I won't mention her name, but she pulled out after she uh, said 
that she is going to take the fight and that we will be fighting. So I announced it like everywhere. I was so happy. Mm -hmm. I was like <laughs> posting videos of me dancing in my living room and everything like that. I was like, yes, finally a fight. And she pulled out like a couple of days later saying I have too much experience where, where, where she's had like four one Muay Thai fights. She had no MMA fights, yeah, fair enough. But like, you know. <laughs> she still had the fighting experience, yeah. Aye. Yeah, and she said, Ugh. I had too much experience. So clearly yeah. they just wanted someone, you know. That she could walk all over. Aye. Yeah, Aye, I appreciate clearly. <laughs> like no challenge whatsoever, just build up the yeah. score, whatever. Um, but then after that, because um, after that fight, I was planning to get my belly pierced because uh, I wanted to get my belly pierced. <laughs> so I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to get these fights, get down, uh, get, get me down because I've, I've wanted this for a long time and I keep on postponing it because I keep winning a fight and it keeps on getting cancelled or for whatever reason. So I got it done and that was uh, February the 14th. It was like a wee gift for me. Oh, there well. you go. <laughs> That's so sweet. I know a wee gift for me to me. <laughs> and then I was going to fight in March. Like my my coach was um was like, I can't put you up for a fight in March anymore. I was like, Yeah, you can. I'm gonna plaster this and you put me for that <laughs> fight. And so he was like, I think he he said that I'll fight in April rather than in March. So I was like, okay, fair enough. Cause I plan to kind of have all of this summer to actually fight. Cause I at least once want to get a fight in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Um, and then and then that's when the corona happened. And this is when corona happened. <laughs> mm. So I was just kind of like, life is just telling me not to fight. Not to do it. <laughs> uh, well, see when you're talking about that woman, obviously maybe maybe not wanting to fight. What uh, can I just ask? What height? What height are you? Uh, I'm five foot four. Ah, oh, right, okay. Because just from your pictures and stuff, I thought you looked quite tall. Everybody thinks I look tall, uh, and it's because I've got long legs and I'm quite slim, and I really wish I was yeah. taller. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, maybe it was because, like, because you're obviously like very, you're very good shape, right? So I, I thought she may be seen like tall girl, good shape, thinking I'm not going in there. But there yeah. yeah, yeah. I even, I even was like ready. I think I was. Oh no, maybe it was 52 kilos. Like I walk about at 54, but I'm pretty slim. So I can't really lose anything more because I'd be yeah. losing my bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I, they wanted to go down to like 48. And I was like, the lowest I'm going to go down is 50. And I'll still do the 50. Like it will like probably kill me, but yeah. <laughs> I'll do it just That's to have a fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think we settled it for like 52. But the, the thing is, she could have said no at any time, not after everything was yeah. Agreed. Like scheduled. Yeah, there was so much time just after. It was so, annoying. <laughs> so would, would you need to cut quite a lot of water then going into a fight? Because you're already Yeah, probably. And... Um, well, right now I eat so much. Um, well, not anymore. But when I was obviously in my normal uh, normal routine, uh, I ate like two big massive plates of pasta. I ate more than my dad and my dad's quite a big <laughs> big guy. <laughs> um, but it's just because I've done a lot of exercise. So obviously my body needed the energy uh, coming from somewhere to do that amount of exercise and then go to work and everything like that um so i would probably if i was still doing that i would probably just eat normal people's portions <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. cut down on water like the week before or something like that yeah so what is the um kenny we were talking about this what do you have an aspiration into obviously you want to fight right that's your goal you want to have a fight do you have a future sort of ambition in mma do you see yourself getting further um, or? i thought about it a lot like um especially over this time i had a lot of time to think um i before this lockdown i thought i 
it would be like a plan B for me. It would be like, uh, like, you know, if acting or like, I'm still very young. So if acting and modeling didn't work out by the age of like 24, I could go into the UFC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Easy. <laughs> say that again. You could, you could, couldn't you? Still yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. um, I, I always forget like how, how young I am. I, I feel a lot older. Like I'm only going to be 20 and, you know, about a month, yeah. which is crazy yeah. because I feel a lot older. <laughs> my friends are way older than me. Um, so I kind of thought about it and I was like, before the lockdown, I was like, it could be my plan B. So if acting and dancing doesn't work out by the age of 24, I'll do that. But then I was like, that's not the way you should be thinking. You should be thinking that whatever you want will work out. Or if it doesn't, then you need to find a way to, for it to work out. You can't just base it on something that would um would be your backup plan you just can't yep. do that you need to keep on going until you know you actually make it you actually succeed it because that's what's going to make you the most happy and the only reason i wanted to pursue a career in that is because i obviously enjoy it and stuff but um my knees are really really weak and now that i've broke this rib <laughs> i'm i mm. know i will be like worried um, that my rib will be weaker so i kind of feel like I, I kind of believe in that life gives you clues and everything like that. So I kind of feel like if the world hasn't let me <laughs> like fight up until this point, it's probably for a reason. So I started thinking about things like that. And then I was like, nah, I'll have a fight. I'll have a couple of fights. I'll do it on the side, but I can't have it be a career thing. Yeah. What I need to focus on is the things that I want to do, which is acting and singing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I need to do. Um, and obviously businesses that I want to open in the future, but businesses are, are like way ahead. I need to focus on like one thing at a time. And that's what kind of made me realize, it, uh, that's what this time kind of made me realize, which is focusing on one thing at a time rather than these all different things. Because for yeah. my whole life, I've been doing a bit here, a bit here, a bit here, a bit here, and getting good at all yeah. of them at the same time, but then not really having time to think about one thing that I actually want to do. No, that's just good that you, you're kind of with what you've got, you've done and you've experienced all the things that you've wanted to and now you're yeah. at right. Now I want to really get like awesome and amazing and perfect a few things. Yeah, and I also kind of, a part of me thinks that if I was to do it as a career, I think I would just get sick of it and I don't, I really don't want that. Like doing MMA, I, I feel myself a lot. And I don't want it to become something I have to do. I want it to be something I want yeah. to do. Because mm -hmm. when you have to do something, that's when everything goes down. It's, you, you need to want to do something for it to actually be good and for you to put all of yourself in it, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And, I, and I think, uh, I think um, as well, like getting a career that's sustainable. I mean, what's the average length of a, an MMA star's career? Do you know what I mean? And it's, it takes its toll as, as well as, as years goes on. Yeah, the thing is, um, it, it may not last a long time, but the opportunities that come from it are, yeah, is big. So, uh, like before true. this lockdown, before this lockdown, I used to, I used to also think like, oh, I'd get so many views, so then my music would start selling a lot more. But then I was like, they're gonna be following me because I do MMA, and they're gonna follow me for MMA, not for my music. Yeah. Um, but um, even even if it was just for MMA, then from MMA I can, you know, design my own clothing brand, which I do want to do in the future. But that's like way ahead in the future. And then from the clothing brand, it could be sports apparel, which then is related to that. So it opens yeah. up a lot of opportunities even after your career. Um, but I just, 
I love modeling and I'm very um, self-conscious about how I look. Right. <laughs> so I don't want like a, like I love scars on men, but I don't really like <laughs> scars that much on females. And that's just like a personal view. <laughs> so I don't want like a yeah. big massive scar across my face or like an elbow that's like, you know, out of yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it, I think you're right with the like the UFC opens doors. Because the minute you mentioned that, the first thing I thought it was like Conor McGregor with the whiskey, like yeah, and like yeah. there's yeah. also so many wrestling. Aye. Aye. yeah, aye. exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> for that, I was like, yeah, that that could be a really good thing. Um, but I don't want to plan that. I want if, if that's gonna happen, then yeah. I'm gonna let the world decide for yeah. me, which clearly has been pushing me away from that. But. Um, if it is going to happen, it will happen accidentally. Like I have a fight here, I have a fight here, someone recognizes me and so on. But it's not something that I will, I feel, I feel like it would also be kind of cheating. I feel like it would be cheating because people that are in the UFC love just fighting, which, mm-hmm. which I do as well, but they want to fight um, as in make a career out of it. And that is their whole life, like the, their career and their life is that. Whereas mine's, I think it would be also unfair because I, want to do all this other stuff Something more yeah, than I do want yeah. to do that. And do you think that might that would probably hinder your your performance because you're trying to, you know, pull yourself from pillar to post and you wouldn't be able to properly focus on training because you'd be thinking about yeah. singing or acting. Yeah. Uh, uh. yeah, and like a lot of shows, uh, like most of the women you see in the UFC are 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 attractive. Like I haven't seen a woman in the UFC that isn't actually isn't attractive in in one way or another like they've all got some kind of thing so it's because obviously it sells and I kind of feel like it would be possible for me if I really put myself into it but then again as everyone else I would really need to put myself into it and then I could be in the UFC but as could anyone you know if you put your mind to it you're yeah. you're able to then I could be in the UFC but then again I would be doing it for the wrong reasons yeah yeah as you'd be trying to use it as a platform rather than yeah exactly up. like i would be using it for like a sense of exposure rather than actually like i would love it but i would just like imagine like me doing an interview like after winning like a, a world title and i'd just be like well you know i've got this music thing it would see, not look good <laughs> no it would not it would not see um moving on to moving on to singing yeah um so you mentioned that you'd kind of trained your voice. Did you go through singing lessons? Yes. So in uni, when we were, I'll, I'll tell you about like the junior part first. So the junior part, we had, we were supposed to get lessons like once a month or once a week or however much it was. That did not end up happening. Like it happened <laughs> less often. Um, but we would like sing as a group all together so which i think is actually better because for people like imagine you know you're a bad singer and when you've got this thing where you know you're a bad singer and then you go in front of a piano like someone who's yeah. you know seen seen and heard amazing amazing singers and you're there and you need to sing a song and you're like ah, da, da. <laughs> and then they're like gonna you sing and you're like i can't <laughs> so it was nice that as a at the very start you had classes uh, where everybody was w- was together so it was kind of like choir and they would go through every single note and they would uh, kind of teach you in a way on how to read music obviously that was more in depth when I went to full-time and in full-time we again were supposed to this time we were supposed to get classes once a week sometimes that didn't end up happening because of whatever reason 
Um, but um, we'd done a lot of singing classes, like uh, when shows were coming up, we would do a singing class twice a day. So you would train your voice and train your voice all the time. And then you would listen to people that can actually sing and how they use their voice. And you would go home and sing even more because yeah, we had performance class once a week. And performance class was basically where you go up and you either sing a song or do a monologue or do a dance. Dances were so rare. Like they were so rare that they would happen like once a year. <laughs> right. Then you had uh, a monologue or like an acting piece. And acting pieces, again, were a bit less often, but they would happen like maybe like once in the class or something like that. And then you would get singing, which everybody sang. Yeah. And um, I like I think still to this day a little bit of me still has that thing where I, I'm like I cannot sing <laughs> I cannot <laughs> sing in my head so when I first start singing in front of someone um, I'm a bit agitated at the very start but then I, I relax into it and then it's a yeah. lot better um, but it kind of forced you to do that so again it was just a lot of singing and when you do something for like so many hours so many times a day you know every single week like you train your voice and then all of a sudden it it comes yeah <laughs> and like now i i i love it like sometimes i listen to myself singing and i'm like like wow <laughs> i can't <laughs> believe that's me like when i hit <laughs> high notes i, I hit a really high note and i I'm the worst at like hearing which note it is. People are like G5 and I'm like, what? <laughs> Gonna just sing it so I can <laughs> sing it. <laughs> but I hit a really, really high note and I recorded myself on it and I was like, oh my God. So like, just like with everything, you kind of just keep on improving throughout your whole life. But um, yeah, you, you, you got singing lessons, which helped a lot with that. Different techniques, which you wouldn't even think of and things like that. Yeah. I've seen a see the the rapper drake i i, I really like thing we uh, listen to him quite a lot um and when he was doing his tours he done like back-to-back -to -back tours and um he was at risk of actually like pulling his cords and they had to give him this bottle with a big tube on it and they yeah. had to like breathe into this tube and like hum at the same time to help like i don't know if it was getting rid of mucus or like relaxing his vocal cords and stuff like that yeah it was the strangest looking thing i'd ever seen like I thought he was taking like a ball or something like that. It looked like this kind of <laughs> this big bottle with a big big tube on it. I was like, just keep on it. And it's not actually his music, his music uh, teacher or whoever it is that's with him saying, you need to look after your vocal cords. It's very much a muscle that needs to be rested and also relaxed. So it's quite, uh, it's quite interesting when you learn actually in yeah. depth how technical and how intricate and sensitive these things are. Yeah, there's a lot of natural singers um, that obviously sound amazing. And I'm 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 happy for them, obviously. Um, but it, at times, like you you would hear it in uni as well. But when there's like live performances or anything like that, it, you know, on the X Factor, I don't know if the X Factor still exists, but on live shows like that, you would hear how they're actually harming their voice because of what we've been taught, and you'd be like, oh my god, oh my god, in like you know a couple of years, you're gonna have such a unhealthy voice which is going to cause you so many problems and hurt you a lot, which is good to know. I still would rather be a natural singer than a tra trained <laughs> singer. <laughs> like, it's good to know how to actually prevent that from happening, you know? Yeah. I guess some people, there's so many people that have came through the X Factor and they've been amazing. And after two, three years, are they bringing an album out and after either away, they're no, gone? I know. Yeah. Why are people I would, not teaching them? They've been I always find that, when, like, people on X Factor, do you know I think it's always the person who comes second, third or fourth? 
that always seems to have a better career than the person who actually wins it. Uh, I don't know why that is, but I Yeah. But you look at somebody like uh, One Direction or something like that, do you know what I mean? They're, that's a very, very rare. Uh, and they were, they were like an, an, a unicorn, you would call it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Actually, so, so rare. The national animal. Did you know that? I know, yeah. I'm national animal. I knew that, I knew that. Did, Did you, you know, know that, Angelica? Angelica? <laughs> huh? The, the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. Yeah, I heard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a uh, fake animal, that's what Scotland gets. Only us can have a fictional animal as the... Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Hey, it's a magical animal. I wouldn't be complaining. Like, who knows? Maybe it existed one day, you know? Like, a legend. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Which, um, do Poland have a national animal? Uh Probably, I think it's either the bear or the eagle. <laughs> I think I, I could be very wrong. That. I just think either the bear or the eagle. Good shout, aye, good guess. Kenny's googling it now, aren't you? White eagle. White, white eagle. eagle. White there eagle. We there we go. <laughs> that makes sense because I'm um, white eye Polish. Um, uh, a white eye Polish um, team from the Grip House was actually called the White Eagle, so oh, I, I was like. Maybe it's an eagle. And plus, they have a white eagle on the flag sometimes. <laughs> there we go. Now you know. Now everybody yeah. knows. Um, so, what's the process? Because you obviously you're a songwriter as well. So, do you write all your own songs? Yes. So, the yeah. lyrics, I write all of them. Um, I always, it will usually, um, unless I, yeah, the lyrics I will write every single time. Like, nobody else will write my lyrics for me. <laughs> right. Um, the only time I will use music that, I haven't been there in the process of making is when a music producer sends me it for free. Uh, like I won't ever buy free beats. You know how you see these yeah. free beats on, on Instagram or like any other place. I'm like, so many people can just buy that. I want something that's original. Or if a music producer wants to give me his music for free, I will also do that. So these two songs, uh, like two of my three songs that are coming out next month have been music that the producer sent me. One of them, other people are also using, which I'm not too happy about, but I kind of, <laughs> but I understand it's <laughs> obviously. It Say that again. You need to make it work for yourself. Yeah, so to make it different than everybody else, um, it was my first collaboration with someone else. And it was my, my friend from London. Well, he's um, uh, from Lithuania, I think. Right. Uh, I think he's from Lithuania, so he raps, which I had no clue about because I was wanting to make the song, which is my next project, my my project, um, which I wanted a rapper, and he heard about it, like I was speaking to him, and he was like, "Oh, here I rap," so he started sending me all these like amazing verses. But he has a really chill and like you know like the kind of um, soft rap. Yeah, like it's it's amazing rap and it's yeah. but it's just like it's it's not the energy that I was looking for for that song and that song still hasn't been made but um he I was like listen you're amazing we are so doing a thing together but just not this thing and he was like oh why and he just couldn't understand it so I really <laughs> wanted to do something with him because I was like I really want him to be on something because he is actually good and I want him to know that he's actually good um so then this competition came about um which they gave you the music for free so you could do anything you want with it so i can upload it to spotify now and so on which is already on the way so it's getting released on like the 14th of august which i'm really excited about and then i was listening to it and when i listen to music sometimes like you start singing along um and i was like oh my god i have an amazing idea for this and i wrote a quote 
because uh, I like writing my own quotes. Um, mm-hmm. The other day, which was something like, um, something along the lines of, um, and sometimes I wonder um, if the things I write make you wonder, I wonder what you wonder. <laughs> you know, it was like that kind of <laughs> like loopy yeah. kind of thing. And I really wanted to use that in something, but I didn't want to post that yet. And then the song came about. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if I could put this in. And then I started singing it in. And it really worked. And then I was like, I don't want to do another song, just all me. I think my viewers will get bored of just me. (laughs) Like recently for my single covers or album covers, I've just been putting my face and like editing it and making art with it. But then I was like, I'm sick of my own face. So, so will my viewers be. (laughs) (laughs) So I started looking at other different things. So I got in touch with my friend who's an artist for one of the songs that again is coming out next month. And, um, got her art on the photo for this one um i got his photo and my photo and uh, like it blended kind of in a way and then put obviously the title and then it is animated so it's coming out but for spotify it's not animated it's just a photo but on yeah. youtube it will be um so that music i used from a music producer the other one uh, is just like i'm only using the other the other music from the other music producer um, and that's a dance song. This is my first ever dance song and it sounds oh. really awesome. And he's just sent me the first draft and it sounds really good already. So I'm really excited for it because it's so different from my style. It's like so different. But um, usually what happens is I will sit with the music producer. I will tell them I want to be there because if they don't want me to be there, I'm like, well, I'm not. Why? I'm just going to go find yeah <laughs> someone else that <laughs> allows me to be there because it's my song. I want to tell you what I want. And so we kind of work around it together. I'm very open about ideas because I'm like, if I need to cut lines, which like my lines are really important to me, like they're very personal and stuff. Um, but if I need to cut lines, I'm absolutely fine like with that. Like my story is still my story. The lines will still be the lines. It's just the song is the, the song. It's, it's like its yeah. own wee thing. So I'm very, I think I'm, I, I think it's, um, easy to go back and forth and easy to work with me in terms of that um but we do work out like (laughs) my music producer for this one he went a proper reggaeton route and I was like I'm I'm not fluent in Spanish yet so I'll feel like out of place (laughs) singing a reggaeton song when I'm uh, my style isn't reggaeton it's more poppy and I prefer poppy anyway Mm -hmm. um so then we we mix and there's a little bit of it like you will hear it but it's more poppy and it's nice, but we made it together. So yeah, so long she, story short, <laughs> the mu- no. I, I'm there for the music process. She was cool. talking about- oh, on your way No, on your way, on your way. Oh, cool, right. I'll, right. Okay, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was listening through to your, your music and you mentioned rapping. You, you've done a bit of rapping on your very first song. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Do you, do you miss doing that or are you quite happy uh, to... It's coming up, Sneak Baby. Uh, I just must have known that. <laughs> this Exclusives. next song that Exclusives. I want to work on with a different rapper, I'm going to rap because I love rapping. Um, the How that first came, song came about was the exact same way that these two out of three songs next month coming out came about, which basically the music producer liked um, my profile and my singing because I used to do covers. Um so he liked my um, voice when I'd done covers and he was like, why not? And I don't know why he picked me because then I, I like, he sent, he was like, he sent me this and then he was like, um, 
if you do something I like, I'm going to put you on like my, my website and my YouTube and mm -hmm. so on. So I was like, Oh my God, I need to find something that he will like, like I can't do mm. my own style. <laughs> oh man. But that's good that you're getting back to doing some rapping and yeah. Yeah. That's what is what is your sort of process for writing? Because we, we had um we had a gentleman on the podcast a few episodes back called Thomas and he used to be in bands and stuff and he was a songwriter as well and he his method was more he would never really sit down and try and write a song. He would just maybe things would, come, it would, I, things would yeah. come in his head and then he would write it down. Do you sit down and try and write a song or do you kind of let it it depends. So, for example, let, let's take the rap song. The rap song, I that was my very first time doing anything with music. So I had to go onto the person's profile and listen to the kind of music he had. And then he, he only had rap. So I was like, I'm not a rapper. That's why, well, that's why I thought at the time. I was like, I'm not a rapper. So I kind of made the two work. So I sang a bit, like, for most of the song. And only the very last verse was um, the, the rapping. Mm -hmm. um which fitted into his style and my style so it was like a kind of mix of styles but the way I wrote that was when 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 mu like when they send me music I listen to it and it comes naturally and then whatever my first idea of it is I then continue on it and I will sit down and write it that's the only time I ever like sit down and write a song is when somebody else sends me it right. but then it is easier because it's kind of like it is, it is still my story of course but it's um one topic and it kind of needs to be structured in a way. Um, so, yeah, so that's that. But when it comes to my own songs, I don't force it at all. Uh, I don't force it. I let it happen by itself. Like, if I have a song, because I have, like, I have songs, I had 52 songs wrote by the time I started, one. like, I wanted to make my own songs. So I had to list them, like, in chronological order, which happened in what time. So all of these songs, well, apart from the the to that the music producer uh, music producer sent me because yeah. those I kind of had to make up on the spot but um so they're present time but most of my songs like my songs are like three years back <laughs> so they're what uh -huh. happened three years um because I had to structure them chronologically and I wanted every single single song to be out because I kind of feel like it's my story and it's like yeah. important to me and it made me who I am today so um if I like uh, on the list if I get to that song that I'm going to be working on next and I haven't yet like wrote it all then that's when I sit down and I will sit there for it, it, different different lengths of time sometimes it comes immediately and it takes like you know a couple of minutes to yeah. half an hour sometimes it takes like a whole day which I will also be doing other stuff like I won't just be sitting here but then I will be actively thinking about it and then it comes um but it just depends it's it's a mix okay that's good. It's good that, that everybody's different. That's 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 yeah. the beauty of the world in that. Like, yeah, that you Thomas definitely can't force it. Nah, I don't think you can force yeah, it. It's just. It. Uh, I was trying to think, but I remember listening to Ed Sheeran when he was talking about when when he was writing albums. Like, did he not have like a hundred and ten songs on his MacBook, and then he lost it, or it got robbed, or something like that? Oh my uh, it was, god! It wasn't recently. This was a few years ago. Uh, I wish I'd remembered the full story before I went into this because I was hoping that one of you two would have. <laughs> that it, almost but. happened to me when I went down to London because I like taking my notepad um, everywhere with me just in case you know a song a song pops into my head and I want to write it down. And I left my notepads in a bag on the train in London, and I think it was on the subway. It was actually on the subway, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like 
I had 52 songs wrote in there and 52 songs from like my whole life. And then oh I kept on traveling and asked people and, and so on. Or maybe it was a train. Maybe, yeah. And thankfully, I found that at the very end. But then I decided to put it like in more than one place. So I started writing. <laughs> and, like, and then sending myself an email and putting it on my phone. <laughs> so yeah. that's multiple places. Definitely. Kerry, you, you, had, a, you had a question, didn't you, that you were going to ask? I can't remember it now, Gavin, unless I've wrote it down. You have, mate. It's the, the, the song or the UFC, remember? Oh, well, we've discussed about the UFC because you would rather, I was going to say, if you could have one thing, like one fight in the UFC or one song go viral from what we've been speaking about, you would rather have the song go viral, would you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just in case, just in case. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, I, See, when you were talking there, Kenny, been. when you were talking about Ed Sheeran and writing uh -huh. songs and stuff like that, um, I don't know if you've ever seen both of you, but he, I think it was for the, his last album, he had hired a big like farm basically and he was flying all these guys in from like Ireland and, and they would just all sit about every day for like seven to well, a week to two at a time and sit and just come up with ideas as the day was going on so they'd be sitting having breakfast while they're playing the guitar like just random stuff uh -huh. oh I love that oh it's brilliant like there's a wee there's a wee bit on YouTube about it you should watch it Is okay I will yeah two, that sounds two documentaries he's done two documentaries now hasn't he has he he's done jumpers for goalposts and I think that was about the Divide album, or no, was right. it the, the Times album? And there's, there's another one that I, I've not even watched, but I mean, I've done a few documentaries. Aye, might, might even be. be part of that, mate. Um, anyway, I, we're not here, but Ed Sheeran isn't here, it's Angelica, sorry. <laughs> nah, it's really interesting. I, I love hearing about other artists' life and how they, they come up with songs as well. It's really interesting. Everybody's so different, which is really nice. Yeah, so. aye, where do you find the time to do all these things? What's a kind of uh -huh. average day for you? So if, if you're doing everything like before uh -huh. lockdown, everything, what is an average day? So now when everything goes back to normal, it will change because I will also be running in the morning because I've started doing that regularly, um, which is nice because um, I started reading a lot of books and uh, it tells you like like sometimes you'll come in and you won't you won't want to do exercise so it's best to do it in the morning when you have no excuse yeah so that will also be incorporated in it but usually i would for example have i would waste so much time in the morning like in the morning is my only time where i got to be on social media and like watch you know some videos on my phone and have a breakfast so literally the second i go, got out of my bed i would make breakfast and um just eat while watching stuff on my phone so yeah. breakfast would take me three times the length of time it should <laughs> <laughs> then i would go brush my teeth get dressed walk my dog then come back then go to work and then after that i would um uh, on my work break learn a bit of spanish on, on duolingo or whatever else <laughs> yes. and then i would after work go to training or go to a dance class or go to a yoga class or whatever else. Um, and then in the evening, either before training, depending on how late training was, I would either before training sing, because this was after uni. Uh, during uni was even crazier. Um, I don't even know how I did it. I was like, <laughs> that must be some like young, young mm -hmm. life must energy. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. And then uh, after training, I would come back home, walk my dog again, and just go back to bed um and i would have my dinner like 
I think uh, like um, I would have my dinner like around two or three o'clock and then I wouldn't eat um, anything. So like I'd do intermittent fasting. Yeah. Um, I would only have a wee tangerine or like an orange for hmm. vitamin C. So my muscles weren't sore the next day after training and that's all I would have. But my meals were massive. Like they were big. Yeah. So you were just what is it you what is it you do for a job? Is it like a nine so to five I job? Or is it, yeah, so I was doing um Dior fragrances. Oh, I was selling Dior fragrances. Uh, right now, I'm also currently working for my dad's company for premium cat supplies. Woo! <laughs> so it's a little cat supplies company. Uh, so I'm doing all of their social media and replying to emails and so and so on. Brilliant. So your days were just kind of you would alternate then between. MMA, yoga, you know, dance, whatever. So what sort of dancing is it you do? My favorite is hip hop and commercial. I love hip hop and commercial. After this, I want to go back to pole dancing because I've done pole dancing and I remember the abs I used to have from that. Like, that is like so hard, ridiculously hard. Yes. People are so fit for that. It's unbelievable. Uh-huh. It requires so much strength and so much oh, time. Man. Literally, after the first two days, I was touching my abs and they were rock hard. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I want to start belly dancing. I've not done belly dancing before. And I, me and my best friend ordered um, the little, you know, the, 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 um, the skirt and the, the top. Oh, the belly dancing. Yeah, yeah, the belly dancing Yeah, yeah. So me and her uh, ordered that. She lives skirts. in London, so we won't start it together. But when <laughs> <laughs> she get it. together, you'll be pros. Yeah, be exactly. so good. Definitely. She was like, "Where are we going to wear this?" And I was like, "Anywhere. Let's just <laughs> wear it out." Exactly. When are you not going to wear that? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we also you're quite quite big on your yoga as well. Yeah. So how did that come about, and what what sort of yoga is it that you that you tend to do? Um. I do a mixed style of yoga. I got into yoga first when I was going through a very, very hard time in my life. And I wanted like a way out from everything. And I started doing yoga literally five minutes from here in the leisure center. And that was the only time I could actually like settle my thoughts at the time. So I used to like, this wasn't even in the yoga class, but I've done this for some reason because it helped me relax and completely clear my mind. So there was like a timer to my left. So I would look at the timer and I would breathe in for like as long as I could and breathe out as long as I could. And I got to like one, one breath per two minutes. So I would have one breath for like two minutes and that like helped me entirely. Like I think yoga is amazing. and, And so is breathing like yoga, doesn't do anything unless you do breathe in with it because that's what yoga truly is like is breathing and moving so it's getting your like when I done my yoga course um in my yoga course they they explained it really nicely and it was uh, basically that the breath and the body is like the bridge so it's like all connected so you have your breath in your body and, uh, and it's a bridge to like like wholeness yeah. and stuff um and yeah so I got into it for that and I've just been doing like different types of yoga. I tried Bikram yoga for a bit. Bikram yoga isn't my thing because I feel like I will pull something because oh, <laughs> I'm not like proper, yeah. like my muscles aren't warm. I'm just warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can see why people do it. Like um, I-, I loved it. Like I felt like, you know, when you close your eyes, you feel like you're in Spain or something. So it's mm, amazing. Nice, <laughs> it's a nice lovely uh, beach. But yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Just a mix. Um, 
So you do you actually so you're a yoga instructor then? So you teach yoga as uh, well? Yes, I need to do contact days. They don't actually give you the diploma right. until you do contact days. Don't know why. It's just like right, okay. I don't think any other course does that apart from this course. Yeah. But I just need to do that and then I will officially become one. But yeah. Brilliant. Um so just 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 did you do you, do you oh, sorry, I've pure stammered there. Do you use yoga for recovery then or is it just purely for like to unwind Center yourself and just relax and take yourself yeah. away. Yoga, yoga helped me through like there was two hard times in my life, and yoga helped me through both of them. So I, I kind of like, I kind of um, leave it behind when I'm having like a good time in my life as much. Um, like I will do it like less often. I'll, I'll do it about once every two weeks when I'm having like a good time in my life which is most of the time but like when things get hard I will then do it twice a week for example and that's when it helps me you just it clears your mind it helps you connect back to your body and like if you believe in like um what is it called um uh, like baby you or whatever they have like a special name for it where it's like a uh, uh, baby you and it's inside you so like child uh, so like the child you so the person you were as a child like you know how children are they're just they don't yeah, care they're just so them. carefree yeah yeah exactly yeah, no, I've, so it kind of inner child that's it Woo! Inner, inner child, child. there you go <laughs> inner child. sorry <laughs> i mean i think it was a few should have helped you there but i couldn't think i couldn't think it no no i was <laughs> <laughs> No. Baby child, energized. <laughs> Baby child. Yeah. Um, so, one thing you're quite big on as well is you're you're, um, you're into your modeling. So you do quite a lot of modeling. I love modeling. Yeah. So, how did that come about? Did you get approached, or do you go for like any sort of like, or send your profile into different companies, or how does it work? So it started with my mum's friend's daughter was in a photography course, and she asked me to model once for her, and I was like. 14, 15, right. 14 or 15 at the time. And I seemed to be really comfortable in front of the camera and I really liked it. And then I wanted to be a ring girl at the age of 15. So, did you post um, that on your Instagram one time? Say that again? Is there, a, is there a photo of that on your Instagram? Yeah, so I did actually yeah. end up doing it when the time was right, just it, like when I was more developed and stuff, just not when I was like no. a child. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, I was like, I looked up on this website and it said, and I actually got into that agency like two years later, so it can happen. <laughs> but um, back then, um, you had to submit photos. So I was like, listen, could you do this for me since I've done that for you? So she came over to the house. She took a few photos of me, um, which when I looked back at those photos, I was like, no wonder they didn't accept me. Because when I looked at them first, I was like, yes, I'm so going to get this. Then they didn't reply. I was like, what's wrong with them? <laughs> and then um, with those photos, I did end up using them for um, a website, a modeling website. I can't, I can't even remember... I can't remember the name of it, but it wasn't, I don't use it anymore. Um, where photographers and models got on and from there a photographer got, or maybe I got interested in him. It was like a TFP shoot and a TFP means uh, trade for photos, which was perfect. It was exactly what I was looking for. So basically nobody pays from either end, but both of you get photos yeah. um, all the photos. So it was perfect. It was exactly what I was looking for. It was a three-day shoot that we organized. It was obviously 
optional for the three days, but we both organized it to cover everything. And I think I'd done almost every single style in that in those three days, which was great because then I used those photos for others. Then I'd done a couple more TFP shoots uh, just to build even more. Then after those TFP shoots, I started doing um, paid work and I, I, I only do paid work like over lockdown there's been like a couple of times I haven't done paid work just because of the obvious reason yeah, of course, yeah. and I just miss modeling a lot <clears throat> I miss modeling so much I was just like just I don't care I don't care if it's for <laughs> just take photos whatever yeah um, yeah <laughs> but um then yeah so so rates go up as with, with the more experience that you have um so I just kind of got into it bit by bit then like I changed website and then on that website I got more work and then now I don't even use any of those websites I just get work from my right. social media or from contacts and things like that or from other websites right okay how do you um because one of the most recent photos that you posted is like you're standing in front of like a supercar yeah whose, whose car is that <laughs> my dad's friend's car oh, and that? he said he was going to take me on a car race with him and he hasn't <laughs> <laughs> it's such an amazing feeling when oh my god i got into it and he would speed up like he didn't even go full speed because we were obviously driving about the west end city center for the locations but oh my god it literally like pulls you back so it goes <laughs> and you go whoa <laughs> but yeah so what's the um What's the plan for, for modeling then? As you see, do you just grow your profile and just see what it takes you? You've not really got... So now I've got a more structured plan just because I had a lot of time to think as did everyone. But um, yeah. I wanted to do... I wanted to get into an agency. Most agencies aren't taking me because they're always, always interested in me when I send photos. And I always, always leave my height out. And then when they ask me for my height, I don't ever hear back from them again. <laughs> oh, man. I, I know it's so gotten, uh, but Gav, now look, I've Gav, actually Gavin, researched. Gavin will know exactly how you feel because he's really not that tall. But I'm high even when people, nah, like, I feel that like even when you mentioned like before at the start, like you you send things into the agencies and you don't hear anything back, people should give feedback because yeah. that but I person is left. I leave my height out, and then when I when they ask me for my height and I send it back, that's when they don't reply. Just say you're six one. Say I'm six one. <laughs> and then I show up like a wee petite person with all these just, models, like hi. <laughs> nah, just it's fine. It seems to work though. The pictures you're getting make you look tall. That's what Gavin's asking. But then about I how wouldn't tall even, like even if I got accepted to the agency, I wouldn't get any work because they want someone of who's six what foot. They want they want somebody who's six foot. Yeah. I don't so I've that. researched. I don't understand um, that either. Say that again. I don't understand why they why you know you need a, to be a, a certain height. Uh, um, well, the thing is, most people that are short don't look tall in photos. I do because I have long legs and quite a short torso. And again, I'm quite, I'm quite slim and athletic. So that kind of all builds up and I know how to pose in order to look longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, like, there's people tell me that I'm wrong about this, but I don't think I am. And they say that like, <sighs> Specific sports that, like I say that, specific sports that you train build your build. So like, yeah. let's look at like sprinters, like they've got big massive muscles. Let's look at marathon people. They have really slim muscles. Yeah. Muay Thai people are usually really slim. MMA people are usually quite built. So I like ballet done wonders for me. So did yoga, so did Muay Thai, because the, and so did running, because they kind of, 
in my head, at least because people tell me I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. <laughs> I think there's some <laughs> kind of science to this. Um, they kind of elongate your muscles. They because it's loads of loads of cardio. Yeah. It makes um, it builds leaner muscle rather than bulk, bulk, like bulk up muscle. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in MMA, you're doing fast things or all the time, or you're picking people up, which is weight training, which builds muscle. Um, so I also specifically look at how I can like make my body look the way I want it. So that's quite long, yeah. you know, and lean. Well, you may be honest. Uh, it makes it makes sense, and you're you're right with like your sport builds your build because yeah. yeah. swimmers aren't getting out the pool and running 100 meters in 10 seconds because yeah. they're built and their body is toned and defined and exactly doing what they've been doing. It's it makes sense. You're yeah. right. So whoever's saying you're wrong, they're wrong. So <laughs> if they want to question it, send them to Gavin. Gavin the, hey, here's my backup. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, right, Angelique, I've got a couple of questions for you that I can what we wanted to ask. Um, so obviously you're into your acting. You said growing up you are you're really into watching movies and TV series and stuff like that. So I'll ask you two. So what's your favourite other TV series? You can think on the spot. When I was growing up or currently? All time. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> um, I'll list a couple. <laughs> well, mm. my dog is named after my favourite TV series when I was younger. Um, so that's The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, right, okay. that show. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Do you know what's heartbreaking? Cool. My mum promised me a golden retriever and Zack was older. Uh, like the older twin so I got a Jack Russell and I love my Jack Russell I wouldn't exchange him for anything so I named him Cody because I thought she, she promised me this golden retriever that I was going to name it. Zach and she crushed my <laughs> dreams oh man God's sake, no, your mum done it again took you away from your primary school to a different secondary school and then <laughs> the wrong yeah or um, my other TV series um, when I was younger was H2O Just Add Water right Oh, I don't know that one. Don't know that one. It's about mermaids um, that are basically when they touch water, they turn into mermaids, and that's all I can remember. But I remember being a, a crazy, crazy fan about it. Now, um, my favorite TV series was definitely Orphan Black or Hollywood. Right. I love Orphan Black and Hollywood. Well, that's the new Netflix thing, isn't it? Hollywood. Yeah. So is Orphan Black? About? I really recommend Orphan Black. What's Hollywood about? Don't say Hollywood, guys. So it's just about Hollywood and like, the ins and outs of working in Hollywood. Um, it's it? about yeah, it's about actors, um, actors wanting to succeed. It's um, some it of sense. it is based on facts, some of it isn't on facts, and um, it's also about racism. So um, that they wouldn't ever cast someone who's black, which is so so wrong. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it was just uh, like the first big lead role for a black person, uh, so it also co covers racism in a really really nice light. Um, but it's it's amazing. It's got like so many right. different things. Which I don't want to spoil it too much. It's based in like the sixties or something, is it not? Or, like fifties or something like that. Yes, it's nineteen something. <laughs> uh, it's quite, it's quite <laughs> far back. Is, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched the uh, Entourage, Angelica? Have you ever heard of that again? show? Have you ever heard of the TV show Entourage? No. No, you would love it. It's all about a, a young guy who he's in a Mentos advert on a big billboard and a, a big hotshot agent in uh, LA sees him and he ends up being like the biggest actor ever in America. It's oh based God, on a, 
It's based on Mark Wahlberg's real life. All right. Uh, have well, you never seen this, Gav? No, I've never seen it. No. Gav, I thought you'd have seen this. This is no, one of the. See if you go in, if you Google like the best TV shows ever. It's a comedy. Uh, Entourage is one of the best. It was made years ago, but it's amazing. I love I'll take it. I think I'll you that. I'll, I'll get yeah, um, it's, a, it's a light-hearted 20-minute episode as well, so it's really, really good. If, nice, uh, I'm H- really interested in that. You should, you should be, if you're, if you've, especially because he's acting as well. You see yeah. how it's, it's really good. I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm always <laughs> here for like, Don't ruin it for us. Um, yeah, I know. Right, so that's covered the TV series. Um, if you could pick maybe more than one, but what's your favourite movies? All the Angelina Jolie movies, all of them. <laughs> Do you love Angelina Jolie? Yeah. I love Angelina Jolie. All the Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is also amazing. That was brilliant. Favourite movie Jake. is probably an animation because I have seen it since my earliest memories of my life. And um, I haven't watched it for years, but um, again, when I was going through hard times... <laughs> When I was going through hard times, uh, I watched it and I was like, I am motivated again. And it's called Spirit Stallion of the Samaritan and it's by uh, DreamWorks Pixar Movies. Oh, oh I've, I've not watched that, but I have I've seen the, the, what would it, what would it be? You the, need to watch it, like, trailer. bring your inner child out. And with your inner Wait, child, Spirit Stallion of the Samaritan. <laughs> so, you, so you are watching this movie, doing yoga, Every time you're having well, a bit of a tough time, a time. <laughs> do a bit of yoga and put the telly on. What's that? Yeah. Um, right, cool. Kenny, we've got one more question. Do you want to ask? No, very, very. It's just uh, see the quote that's on your Instagram just now. It says hard work, hard work beats talent. It's oh, uh-huh. one of my favourite quotes ever. It's like the full quote's hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. It's such a yeah. good quote. I love that quote. Just, I just, I just really wanted to mention that because. <laughs> I remember, I remember the boy I travelled with. Um, I think he was reading a book, and he ended up. Uh, we were living in Brazil, and he put a big thing on the wall, a big bit of paper, and that's what he had written on it. It's like it's just wow. so true. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, like um, people tell me that I'm talented all the time, and I really don't think it's it's me being talented. Um, I like because so many people told me that in so many different areas. I was like, maybe I am. Maybe I was just like born like this. But then I was like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't born no. like this. Like my, my parents put me through all these different things that I have vague memories of. And that's why I, I started thinking like that just because they're so vague. But then I was like, nah, it's just, just training, training, just hard work. training. Yeah. Hard work. Or, I don't know if you've ever listened to um, Conor McGregor. He, he talks quite a lot about that. He done an interview, Kenny, with Tony Robbins. I've listened um, to it. It's amazing. Did you, it's I, amazing. So, I think it was in that he was talking about like, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, like, you're just like, know that you had it easy, but you're just, you get in the UFC, you have a good couple of fights, then you become big time. And he's like, no, you know, he trained from the age of, you know, 12 in a boxing club in Ireland. Then he's made his way to Cage Warriors eventually in Ireland again, won the double title there, got to the UFC, and then for every single time he's had to start from the start and work his way up. And he's asked, mm-hmm. that's basically what he's saying is that you need to work hard because nobody's, Anybody who's Handing talented is just going to come in there and wipe somebody who's, who, it's about who's worked the hardest mm-hmm. most yeah. of the time. Do you know what I mean? I don't, obviously there's exceptions, but, um, but it's very, very true. Ah. Very true. Yeah. The second quote uh, underneath my, in my bio is actually a quote made up by me. <laughs> is oh, is that, that your one? You do everything, you can be anything. 
one? Uh, I'll, I'll read it to you exactly. I, I've got it on, on there and I, I keep on forgetting it because I don't look back at it anymore. Uh, so it <laughs> says, you can do everything, you can be anything, just not all at once. Yeah. <laughs> that's because, very fitting like, for you as well like you guys are, are like how do you how do you do this like all, all this, whoop, my mix is falling. Oh, no. <laughs> how do you do all this different stuff and you just kind of train and get good at one area while doing others you know like the thing is people leave their minds at what they've just done rather than focusing on what they're doing just now so i think that's that's why people struggle people struggle to to focus on what they're doing now because they're they're thinking about what they've just done Rather you, than the current situation. Do you read a lot of books then, like, like mindset books? Or? Yes. Uh, yeah. Normal books, no. Um, and I had I had thoughts of do, like reading classics. And then I asked a couple of people whether I should read classics. And they were like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I love a lot of books. My, my favorite one by far probably is just because it's so lighthearted and it's so... Um, it makes you realize a lot is a uh, good life, good vibes or good vibes, good life. Other uh, one or one of the ways uh-huh. that's a really nice one. Nice. Books are something I've found really, really uh, hard. I, I've, I like an audio book. I've been listening to audio books. That's, that's the closest I've got to like, I've read like half a book in the past 10 years. It's, it's quite bad when you kind of say that out loud, but, no, 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 it's not. I was the same. You just need to find a genre that you like. Because yeah. uh, I, I try to read fantasy books, um, uh, fantasy books where it's like uh, different types of books. To be fair, like all different yeah. genres, and I, I just none really stuck to me until it was like, like self improvement kind of yeah. self improvement yeah. books. Yeah. And my dad gave me my dad gave me Limitless, um, and he said he spoke really good words about Limitless, um. I've still not read it. It's massive, and I'm like <laughs> in my head, I, I like see this big book, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so big, yeah, it's such a yeah. Task. But then I know that once I start reading, I'll get straight into it. It's just the first couple of steps. <laughs> Have you um, heard of a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Oh my god, I want to read that. So I've read half of it, right? And the only reason I read half of it is because I was on. You stopped a plane. giving a fuck. I, <laughs> <laughs> so is, isn't it? But hey. I, was, I, was on a, I was on a flight. I was going to Lanzarote, so it was like four and a half hours. So I bought this in the airport and I started reading it. And I read, I got about halfway through, roughly. Um, but like you say, like you just stop giving a fuck. It totally changes your mindset on certain things. You just think, why am I even worrying about stupid things that don't bother yeah. me? Uh, but I found no. that was brilliant. You should, you should read that. I've not read it all, as I say, but you should give it a go because it's. Oh yeah, I I want that. I've already asked for it for my birthday. Um, (laughs) Oh nice. Yeah, and I also want to read "I Am a Badass" or something like that. Right. Have you have you read like the Secret and stuff? Have you done those books, like the really really popular like sort of mindset books? Have you read that? No. No, not heard of it actually. Have you ever heard of the Secret? No. No, you should look at that. I think you would really really. Is it is it the Alchemist? Is that another one? Oh, uh, I started reading that, but that was um, quite God specific. Um, was it? Well, oh, well, well, well uh, I read, I read about it. A, uh, like I read, started reading it a couple of years ago, but it was quite was God it? or religious or religious specific. So uh-huh. I wasn't really drawn to that. The secret, the secret's about the the law of attraction. That's what that's about. It's oh, about I might have heard of, of it then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Even if you can't be bothered reading it, there is a YouTube. There's a there's a movie. It was on Netflix. 
Mm, okay, nice. The secret, okay. Yeah. So that's you got some homework to do, man. Jeez, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's one question that we we're gonna try and because we forgot twice, I think we're gonna make sure we try and ask everybody all the time at the end of the podcast. And Gavin's gonna okay, tell you the question because I've messed it up twice already. So <laughs> right. So if you could have one drink and one drink only, what would you have and who would it be with? Oh, one drink. Dead or alive as well. They don't need to be present. Something to do with watermelon. As long as there's watermelon in it, I'm absolutely <laughs> fine. Good. Aye. You can't really and, go wrong um, Probably... Or fruity. Fruity and sweet. <laughs> probably <laughs> either my best friend from London... Oh no, there's so many people. <laughs> because after oh. that, I know we'd just start like dancing. I thought you were going to say Angelina Jolie or something like that. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. that's also. Oh, there's like four people. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm not. Oh, yeah, probably my best friend from London just because uh, we'd start dancing. Or my dad. <laughs> there you go. Oh, nice. Wow. Because me and my dad have the exact same humor. So after a drink, our exact same humours match and we just laugh about everything. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Oh, that's so nice. So, yeah. see, just before we head off, uh, Angelica, um, if you can just tell people, obviously, where we can find you on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that, just to kind of promote Yeah, channel. so I recently changed my uh, musician name, my acting name and my modelling name is still Angelica Morris. And if you take that in, then you'll still find me probably on Google and on YouTube and on um instagram yeah. but i've changed it to angel roxy and so if you type in angel roxy underscore for instagram uh on youtube it's just that and i'm also going to open up an angel roxy just for music twitter because right. i've opened up two accounts for twitter and i've not used those two accounts for twitter so i'm kind of just based on music um, <laughs> and and the facebook page which is also angelica morris but um facebook page i also need to update again <laughs> brilliant perfect well, listen, thanks very much for your time. Thank awesome. You well. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. It's been brilliant. And so, yeah. On you go, on you go Gav. You take, it, take us away, Gav. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, yeah, it's been brilliant. Um, and again, if you've got ever anything in the future that you've kind of bringing out new, you can come back on and promote it and let everybody amazing. know um, what you're doing. So I take care of yourself and thanks very much. For take care. Well. Oh, I awesome. just turned my video off. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, she's back. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Something man. new. She's just finished a full four albums. <laughs> she's such a hard worker. <laughs> I need some water. Right. Right. Right, take care. Enjoy Thank your night. Thank you so much. Have a lovely night. night. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.